Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Got your Bible, let's go. I'm going to go quick. We're going to be real quick. Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. So if you're here and you go, man, I just don't know. Well, a lot of times you've got to figure it out when two or three visits. And then after two or three visits, you're just family, so. I'm not trying to make excuses, God. You know my heart. I just, I just want everybody to enjoy. And feel at home because his house is your house. Su casa, mi casa, yo casa, everybody's casa. Miss <laughs> Boganum and Miss Bergman would cringe with my Spanish after 20 years. Whew. Something like that. My prayer is that today this message would challenge you, will stir you, and motivate you to want to run. I hope you got your running shoes on. I got mine on. We're going to run today. Today, we start at the starting block. It's a new day. I said it, and I've been saying it. You will never see this place like you see it today. How many remember me? I've said that over the past few visits up down from Georgia. Now we've relocated and all that good stuff. I've said that. Well, today looks a lot different than it did last week. So watch what I'm saying. And next week, I go and guarantee you, unless, there's, unless that wall is not removable, and I'm pretty sure it is, Today will be the last day you see this room ever like it's ever looked before. Until the, day, until the day we move up, put the wall back, and leave it better than what we came in. So I hope it challenges you, stirs you, and motivates you to want to run. Say, say, somebody say, I want to run. No, we're going to test you on that here shortly over the next few weeks. This message ties right into where Dad has been leading us over the past uh, Sunday and Wednesday night. If you've been here, uh, if you have not, I encourage you to get the CD. Soon we will have podcast up on the new website that will be coming uh, in the days ahead. Also, today's message is, is really just one. Um, there's a lot of things that are going to happen. It's going to be one that I'm going to share vision with you uh, and, and, and show you the picture. Because a lot of times you've got to see something. But how I many knows that's not important? But you got to know you're going somewhere. And I'm letting you know we're going somewhere. It ain't backwards. It's forward. But um bump Okay. Um, so it, it, it ties right into where Dad's been on building confidence and believing in ourselves. How many were here Wednesday night? Believing in ourselves. You know, he was talking about how we say Wednesday night. He was talking about, and I was trying to take notes down and do the iPhone and all that stuff. He was talking about um, how we say we trust God, but yet we don't believe in ourselves. Well, you really can't do both. And I didn't want to stand up and correct him, one, because he's a senior pastor, too. He's my dad, and he'll take me out when we get home. But, but, but you really can't do both. Because if you, if you say, I don't believe God, I, I believe God, but I don't believe in myself, well, what you're saying is, when you don't believe in yourself, you don't believe in God. Because you're not, you're not questioning the, the product, you're questioning the manufacturer of the product, and you're a product. You are a product. So when you say, well, I, I believe, I trust God, but I don't, or I believe in God, but I don't believe in myself, well, you really don't believe in God. Because if you believe in God, you believe in yourself. When you go out and you jump in that, that Honda, that Kia, that Suzuki, whatever you drive, big old truck with a flag, whatever you drive, 
You put the key in. You trust that that thing's going to roll because you put money from your checking account into the bank for that, for that truck, that vehicle, that moped, that whatever you drive, that it's going to do something. You have confidence in the product or the manufacturer. Well, we need to have confidence in the one who created and made us. Amen? I'm trying to keep moving. I don't want us to stay in one spot, but just be obedient. I got to tell you, though, I got to be honest. I almost, I don't know if you've ever done this. I, I almost uh, t- took the I'll pass card. Somebody said, what you talking about? Well, because we've just moved, and I'll share it as we close out a little bit of that story because some of you may not even know who I am or what I'm doing or any of that. It's really not even important. But um, we just moved, and we're going through a lot of transitions and, and stuff. And, yes, I'm on staff at the church, and then I'll also be doing some work from home uh, for a company that I worked for in Georgia. God really just lined that up. It's a crazy story. It just blows me away. Um, trying to keep up with everything he's doing. Um, but my schedule's been busy, and Dad had already asked me, hey, will you, will you speak? Well, we were uh, today, and then we were eating at our home the other day, Daniel Fast Food, by the way, uh, carrots, grass, green stuff. Ugh. Uh, and he was like, hey, are you going to be okay? I know your schedule. And I was like, you know what? I'll, he didn't mean anything by it. He, he was just throwing the card out there, and I took it. He didn't mean anything by it, but the enemy did. And I tell you what, Amy got up that morning, went to work, went to the school, and I wrestled all night long. God did not let me sleep. He's like, what were you thinking? He said, I didn't call y'all to Chiefland, back to Chiefland to be silent and to shut up. Because let me tell you something. It's very easy to get into a routine. Because, I, I, I mean, I was dreading it. My attitude stunk. I was like, I don't want to have to speak. I, I just, just let me get comfortable in singing. He's like, you got that. You, you worship. Just worship. Just lead. You just, you just worship me and let me help lead. Okay? And so... And I was like, okay, so I sent Dad a text immediately. I said, if I'm still on, I, I got Sunday. God forgive me. I couldn't sleep. He didn't really even know that. And Amy was like, because I texted her, I was like, I'm going to speak Sunday. She's like, really? Are you serious? I said, yeah. Because um, when God says something, you, you just move. You just move. And it is easy. It is very easy to get into a routine and go, well, I got this. Let me just do my thing and miss out on what God wants you to do. We're not. We're not here. You're not here to be silent. You're not here to sit on the front row, back row, middle row, third seat, whatever seat you're in. You're not here just to take up space. You're here to move forward in your life. You're here to help move the ministry forward. You're here to help move the gospel forward. Oh, and by the way, the title of the message, because you can't see the wonderful screen that I stayed up, the picture that I stayed up until 2.30 in the morning trying to create, um, is flip the script. Flip the script. Own your role. We were driving down here three weeks ago, U-Haul. had about five cars of people and U-Hauls and vans and trailers and dogs and everything else coming down the road. And, uh, and I was riding by myself. And I was like, okay, God, what's, what's going to be my role? I know, I know executive pastor stuff. I got all that administration. You've gifted me in that area. Worship, I got all that. But what, it, what am I doing? And he said, you're flipping the script. Flipping the script. So... Everything that I think about church, everything that I think church should be, and everything that you think and we think church should be, he wants to flip the script. He has a role for you to play. He has a role for you. Own your role. Own your role. So flip the script, own your role. That's the, name of the, that's the title of the message if you're looking for a title this morning. I love this quote that Dad said the other night in, in regards to me taking the I'll pass uh, card when he said this he said you may not be interested in your destiny for your life but hell sure is well 
he didn't realize what was going on. He was just trying to offer some relief because I was obviously stressed and I don't handle stress very well. And my wife says, amen. I don't handle stress very well. He was trying to release some stress, but the enemy knew that all he had to do was flash that card so I would let go and just not do this today. Because I may not be interested in what I should have been doing, but hell is. The enemy of your soul is interested to know, are you going to be obedient to what he's called you to do and be obedient to speak the words that he's put inside of you to speak? And oh yes, you will be held accountable for refusing to do so. Been there, got the t-shirt, got a wardrobe of t-shirts. Somebody say, what are you talking about, Pastor B? Simply this, if you're looking for excuses not to, the devil will give you a never-ending list of reasons why you shouldn't or why you can't. If you're looking for reasons why I shouldn't help somebody or encourage somebody or, or, or be a light to somebody, if you're looking for reasons, you don't have to look very, very far. He will give you every reason of opportunity to why you shouldn't or why you can't or why you should not. It's kind of like, so, so we're going to be looking. Somebody said, what about the verse? I thought we were going to the verse. We are going to the verse. Chill. We're going to be looking at a story um, that you may be familiar with when God called Jeremiah to be a prophet. And, and the calling is almost like a, a phone call. You can, you can, there's three things that can happen with a phone call and three things that can happen when you hear God speak and say something about your life. For us, it was we want you to leave a ministry where you were tied and connected to for over 10 years. You were the executive pastor getting ready to be the senior lead pastor of a church. All my family, my friends, my daughter, one of my other daughters is, is in Georgia, a company that I had also been working for to help supplement income. My wife had been a, 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 a teacher for six years. Everything was lovely. Everything was cool. And God said, move. Well, he said it a long time ago, but hard-headed, Weber. And we treat the calling almost like a phone call. You can either do one of three things. You can either pick it up, let it go to voicemail. Hello. How many? Oh, just you. <laughs> and we don't even double-click if you've got an iPhone because then they'll know you send a voicemail. You just do the silent click. That way they think, oh, he must have been away from the phone. It's just real talk, just, re just real talk. Um, or, or we even go as far as to pick it up, and when we hear the other person on the line, we treat God like someone who delivered a flawless sales pitch, and you, like me, have responded to God with the infamous words, I'm sorry, we're not interested. Toes starting to get a little bruised this morning. I feel them toes just... So I'm here to tell you that whenever God calls you to do something, we're going, Jeremiah 1, whenever God calls you to do something, no matter what it is, it's always going to be intimidating. Always going to be intimidating. See, something you'll learn about me is I'm very, when, I, when the anointing's there, I got this part. But one-on-one, -on -one, and, and really speaking, I know you're probably thinking, wow, you, are you sure you're not called? Dude, I'm just telling you, this is the most uncomfortable, yes, thing for me to be standing here but i'm telling you whatever god calls you to do is intimidating and i was intimidated this past week didn't want to do that i'm not trying to make excuses i'm just i'm just trying to be real because i know when god begins to tell you things that for your life and your family and things you need to be doing it's going to be intimidating wow i, I yeah we moved from georgia my wife took twenty thousand dollar pay cut i took a pay cut and we got down here and the bills went up 
I'm just being real. It's not to paint a picture to go, oh, wow. No, no, because some people think, oh, well, you just move with your family. It's, it's, it's just everything just kind of flowed just like it normally would. It's a vacation. It wasn't like that. But I can tell you that he lined it up. God is very, very much into the details. I, and I've told you before, I'm a detailed person. I like it. That, that thing stressed me out, but I was like, I, no, not today. I'm detailed. God is into the details. If you're interested in, okay, I understand that, but how's it going to work? He just wants to know, will you say yes? He'll, he'll work the rest of it out. This is what you need to understand. If God is calling you to do, to do something, he's going to give you something to do that you can't do without him. It's intimidating. Because if I could do it on my own, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm almost, am I in the right profession? Because I don't, it's not that I don't like people, but people make me nervous. You've been hurt in ministry. I, I, I've been hurt in ministry. People say, I love you. Well, don't tell me that. Because I don't, because love is, we could go there. That's a whole nother message. We'll hit that in February, Valentine. What love really is. Before you say I love you, you got to make sure you got the, you got the stuff, the stuff to back those words up. Today, I want you to get a deep sense that God called you, God chose you, and there's a part in his story, history, his story, that he wants you to play. He called you, he chose you, and there's a part in his story that he wants you to play. What God is doing through Forward Church and is doing even now, and what he's up to includes you. Even if you're here visiting for the very, it includes you. I am blown away by the chairs that had to be brought out today, by people who have, who have already bought into what God is doing. You're not buying into a, a senior pastor or a, or a worship team or, 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 or a title on a door that says for. You're buying into somebody, to an organization who said, you know what? We're going after people. We want to go after the heart of God. Well, if you want to know what the heart of God is, it's people. It's not coming here, singing just as I am, get your goosebumps, go home, eat whatever's in your crock pot, and have a great week. I'm going to say this because I'm from Chiefland. Chiefland's been doing that for too long. And Chiefland, for the most part, with the exception of places that have been brought in, looks exactly the same. So if you want change, be change. You want change, bring change. When change came in, there had to be a chain of, of stores that came in, stores that cheap. When we moved here, it was where the save a life, save a something, whatever that store used. Not wouldn't even name that. It was something else. That was all we had. But change came in. You're a part of that. Cha- you were a part of that change. You were here not by accident. You were here on purpose. I promise you. Okay, let's go. Jeremiah verse one. Oh, gotta move. Verse 4, the word of the Lord came to me. How many want the word of the Lord to come to you today? Say, come, Lord Jesus. The word of the Lord came to me before I, saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Ah, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm only a child. You must go to everyone. Don't say, well, I was just the boy that graduated from Chiefland High School that really wasn't that popular, really wasn't that, and you're going to use me. But don't say I'm only a child. That was my version. That wasn't what's in here. I know you were looking for that in the Scripture. 
Stay with me. You must go to everyone because you've got to apply the word to your own life. If not, it's not relevant. And I believe the word should be relevant. If not, it's just something we're reading as a history book and it's going to sit on a shelf just like the ones at Chief on High School that have dust today. Where's your Bible? If it's glowing, that don't count. It needs to be fluttering with pages. I'm just, I'm just playing with you. I use mine too. But today I'm not, on the, I don't, I'm not loving technology today. But the Lord said to me, don't say I'm only a child. You must go to everyone I send to you and say whatever I command you. He'll put the words inside of you. Well, I, I know you want me to go to that person over there, but what you want me to say? I mean, I'm standing back there, dad's talking, and I'm crying behind the wall because God said, I need you to go tell that individual that I am, I am ecstatic and so explosively in love God wants to use you to say stuff like that, not with somebody with a title. You can take my title and throw it in the can. I don't care nothing about a title. I just want to be, a, be used of God to say God loves you. He has a plan for your life. Will you connect with him? And if you're not doing that, then you're doing your own agenda. Go do it somewhere else. Ain't got time for that. Ain't got time for that. Ain't got time for that. Robin Thicke, ain't got time for that. Ain't got time for that. Ooh. Somebody say, I won't come back. That's okay. Somebody needs your seat anyway. Do not be afraid. That's a joke. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you. Don't be afraid of the ones that God's leading you to go speak with. Don't be afraid. I will put the words in your mouth, he said. Don't be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you. When you get out there and things start getting crazy, like, okay, God, where you at? I'm starting to obey. Uh, we got down here. Bill, money went down. Bills went up. What's going, what's going on? I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand, touched my mouth, and blah, said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. Verse 10, see, un- underline that, if you don't mind, underline that word in your Bible. See today. See it. you got to see it. There's a lot of times before I do something, i got to see myself doing it so that I become confident, not in myself, but in the one who's called me to do it because it's not me anyway. So i got to see him doing it through me as a vessel. So sometimes it is important to see. It's important to see. But how many, don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight. Don't get tripped up on I don't see it. Don't hold nothing back. I ain't ain't holding it back. See, today I appoint you. He, wants, he wanted Jeremiah to see that today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. This is what God told me for Bradley Wayne Weber over verse 10 over my life. See, today that I appointed you over this region, over this area. It wasn't by accident. Let me tell you, it was God that moved us back to Chief in Florida. Never say I never will. I ran into somebody the other day at Walmart. I know I'm all over the place. It's okay. I went to Walmart the other day, and a brother that I went to school with come out of the, 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 the bay where you change tires at. He goes, oh, my God, I had to walk there because I didn't believe it. Like, what are you doing here? And then I even dropped the big bomb on him. I said, we moved back. I thought I had to resuscitate him. He was like, why? I said, Jesus. He said, oh, okay. Sometimes they ain't ready. But that's okay. There is a time, seed time and harvest. I was just planting seeds. Somebody going to come back and water it. One day I'm going to walk back in there. He goes, what was the name of that church you said? (laughs) 
He called us over this area, over this nation, over the kingdoms of this area. There are kingdoms set up in here. You don't believe me? You go step into to some of the businesses that you're in. There's kingdoms. That, what, what's a kingdom? It, this is mine. This my desk. This, I know that's not good English, D-I-S. This my chair. And in churches, this my microphone. This where I stand. Don't mess with my stuff. Well, God will walk out and let you have your stuff, and he won't be there. And I'm only on page one of the notes. Lord Jesus. Part two next Sunday. Just kidding. You got me for a long time. He is, there are kingdoms and things set up that God is calling each one of us to go in and say, not today, not while I take up residence in this workplace, not while I'm walking through Walmart, not while I'm on this airplane. Oh, you got, you got, you got, you scared? Don't be scared because I'm on this plane. This bird's going to stay up in the air unless God's done with me. Then you need to worry. There are things that God wants to use each one of us to destroy, strongholds. And when you start doing that, watch out. God's got your front. He's got your back. You just walk forward. But don't be, don't be dumb. Don't be stupid. S-T-O-O-P-I-D. Don't be stupid. The enemy, you start, you start tearing down things that he's worked a lifetime for in your home, your marriages. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You start messing with that stuff and watch him come at you. Pew. But let me tell you something about, about being stretched. Yeah, it's going to cause you to be stretched. When you start, when you start saying, I'm going to do this thing, it's going to cause you to be stretched and do things outside what you normally like to do. But, but check this out. The, 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 the greater the stretch, the further the launch. Some of y'all are like, well, that sounded real cute. But the guys that go bow hunting, no, I've never dropped a deer. Well, that might be something in 2014, 2015, I don't know. But I like to shoot bow and arrow. I did it one time for a message thing. And, 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 I, and God showed me, he said, the greater the stretch, if you just stretch it like this, that arrow's going to go, pew. But the greater the stretch, the further the launch. So if you want to go far, be stretched. Put, let him put a little something on it. Somebody said, you sure that's your white daddy up there? Because you sure got brother in you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to use that part about the American Idol and the voice and all that. God chose you. It's like the voice. You watch the voice? I don't even like the voice, but I watched it one time. Because I got fed up with American Idol. They changed everybody, and I reconnected with it when they put Mariah Carey on there. Because... Anyway, and then I started watching X Factor. But the voice, the thing about the voice, if you never watched it, it's a reality TV show where kids and people who sing and can't sing for whatever reason, they put them on there, whatever, for a little entertainment. And they put judges up there. But the difference between the voice and American Idol is that the judges are turned around. The, the dude or dudette is up there singing. And if they like what they hear before they see them, they hit the buzzer, turn around, and they can either be pleasantly surprised or highly disappointed. And it kind of works the same way. But see, the deal between The Voice and American Idol is this. On American Idol, they just judge and they let us judge. And we dial in and, and do all those things and, and key it in and vote for who we like the best. But the judges actually take them into their home and they coach them. They take them in and coach them. That'll preach. They take them in 
and coach them. And see, but see, they were chosen before they were ever seen. God chose you before he ever saw you. Before he, before he formed you. Before, before I had more hair than I have now. He knew me. He, origi- he, he remembers the original count. He knew me. And he knew how I was going to mess up, blow it. If I was to show you all the stuff I've done since I left Chiefland in 1994, you'd be like, what's he up there for? Because God chooses the foolish things of this world, planet Earth, where I am, to confound those who say they're wise, but they're el stupido. S-T-O-O-D-O. The part that God has for you isn't based on what others see. It's based on something deeper that's inside of you. Just like the judges. It's based on what was inside of them, the talent that they had, not what they saw with the natural eye. Sounds like the word to me. Man looks on the outward. God looks at the heart. You might say, brother, he's preaching. He don't even have a three-piece suit and a tie on. There's churches in the area that if that's what you like, they got you, they got you covered. But Jesus says, come as you are. There are going to be people that show up in here. Listen, there's going to be people that show up in here. They're going to come straight out the woods. But we want to get them to a place where they put God first, then go to the woods. We don't, I almost said we don't want them to come in and smell like that, 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 that yellow stuff in a jar. I'll leave it there. But guess what? There may be people that have been in the club that got yellow stuff that wasn't in a jar that's going to sit next to you. Will you slide over? Will you give your seat? Or will you sit next to them, put your arm around them and say, you know what? God loves you and has a plan for your life. He called you and he chose you. People in the church say, we love you, Pastor B. No, what you love is because I produced, I, I gave you my very best in an outfit. I tried to put a little something to communicate. You like that. Sing, you like that. But you don't love. The greatest form of love on earth was no greater love than any man who has laid down his life or his friend. Other than Jesus, it's my wife. Because, see, she knows how I, how I is. When the traffic guy in front of the, the high school my first week back, when I'm doing 15, gives me one of these numbers... <laughs> And I slammed on the brakes, like, baby, I'm doing 15. What you want me to do? Get out and walk this thing? <laughs> Attitude adjustment. I'm being real because you got it. I want you to see that you're not alone. Because when he does it to you, you may give him a five-fold hey or just a one hey. <laughs> I'm just keeping, I just want to keep it real. Because if I try to paint a picture of something you can't obtain, you're going to walk out and go, that ain't for me because I'll never get there. You don't have to get there. You are where you are for a reason. God chose me before I ever hit the first note. She loves me. She says she loves me because she does, because she knows all my faults and all my failures, my inner secrecies or whatever that word is, all that jacked up stuff. To accept that and then still say you love, now you love somebody. But until I get it right, I'm going to start taking the back roads of Chiefland instead of going down 29, 19 at 3 o'clock in the afternoon until anger management kicks in. 
We spend our whole lives seeking the approval of others. Hello. We spend our whole lives seeking to be approved by people. We came down here wondering, are they even going to like us, accept us? Man, it, it's just been like, like when we rolled down the road, when we came down, it was like all the lights were being turned off behind us, behind me. Like that didn't even matter. Accomplishments, failures, all the heartache. I mean, I'm cry- I, that was, I really cried that day. Not even, because, not even because we were saying goodbye to people that we loved and God had connected us with and put in our lives, and he'll do that, by the way. When you stay connected to him, he'll connect you with people. When we fall out of covenant, I love that terminology. When we fall out of covenant with, in relationships that we have no business being a part of, contacts, delete, Facebook, defriend, Twitter, whatever. When we fall out of covenant with things that, that, that has attached itself to our lives that didn't belong there, he'll then put, put, he can't put something in the place of something that already has taken up residence. So as we came down the road, it's like everything, all the hurts, everything that, that all my just crazy stuff didn't even matter. It's like it didn't even exist anymore. I, I, felt, I felt free. If you're walking in bondage, stop looking back, look forward. It's a brighter day in front of you. If you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, and I, and I love those because I want to communicate the gospel however I can. But you, if you follow, you've heard me say this. The, the reason that the front mirror, uh, 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 glass, whatever is in front of your car, that big thing you look out of over the steering wheel, windshield, thank you. The reason it's bigger than the rear view mirror is because what's in front of you is more important than what's behind you. So if you're, if you're, if you're stuck and locked down in, in, in crazy stuff, chant, and I, I'm, I'm just depressed. There's nothing in front of you that's depressed. Why do we get depressed? Because it's something that either just took place, something that's happening now, or something that happened before. But it, you can't get depressed over something that's in the future. But somebody said, but you don't know what I'm fixing to have to deal with. Commit it to God and still don't worry about it. As Christians, we've been programmed to spend our whole life. I'm winding down. Spend our whole life studying the list of do's and, don't, and don'ts. We've been trained in the church to, to focus on the do's and don'ts. Don't do this, don't do that. We really focus, if you really want to get brassy with it, the church has done a great job of saying don't do, 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 don't do. And when people come in here and don't do, well, I want to do. Well, he came to give you more life and life more abundantly. He did. But let's focus on the stuff we need to do. Not the don't do, 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 don't do. My kids hate when I say don't do. Let's start looking at the list of things we can do. It's for you to work out what you need to be doing. I could put stuff out there. But sometimes you need to you need to come up to the table and put the plate back up and let mama stop feeding you and start cutting meat yourself. That's a good, that's a good word. That's what you mean. Mm. Stop being baby Christians. Stop being secret service Christians. Come out the closet. The world came out of the closet. Why are we stuck in the closet? It's time to flip the script and own our part. You got a part to play. You're here, there's a part for you to play. 
There's band musicians. I don't like tracks because I got to memorize how it goes. I don't want to do it that way. That's not what I'm accustomed to. And, 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 and this crazy stuff, I'm not, I'm not restricted by that. There are musicians in the house. I, I had a plan. I'm going to come down here. I'm going to put an ad in the newspaper. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna bring people in from the, from the University of Florida, musicians and, and all the, dude, the, the musicians we have back home, I would put them up against Jensen Franklin Free Chapel's worship team any day of the week. Any day of the week. Somebody say, well, that's, that's real cocky. No, no, no. I'm telling you, because when you sacrifice and you lay down your life and your agenda and you recognize that the talent and gift that you have belongs to him and, and he wants to know, will you use it for me? So, so, so there are people in the room. There are people who, who, who are children's workers. Oh, God, no, please don't talk about that. I'm just telling you. Dad said the other day, this is my, this is my deal. This is my plan. If you come to this church, and after two months, if you're still sitting, it's probably not the best place for you. I know I, that was like real tough, and I didn't mean... Because once you've been here two months, and you get, you get connected, and you get the buy-in, you need to be serving somewhere. Serving somewhere, because God's not going to send people till we're ready to receive them. Somebody say, what, what do I got? How do I serve? You're just receiving people where they are. Pee in a bottle, smeared all over their body, coming out the woods, beer all over them because they came out the club, whatever. I asked, I was riding down the road with Adam the other day, I said, are there clubs in Gainesville? He's like, that's a funny question, why are you asking? We, we don't have really that tight of a relationship. He's like, we ain't going to the club. No, we ain't going to the club. I just want to know who are the people that I need to be praying for and getting connected with and what road do I need to be driving down in Gainesville on a Friday night? Hello. Not so I can walk in and go, come to Forward Church. Jesus loves you. Honk if you love Jesus. No. Just, just do life with people. In closing, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm s- I hope you're getting something. Because I'm getting something. And any, this stuff ain't even in that. That I'm thankful is working today. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 says, Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. What were we when we were called? If we go back to Jeremiah 1, what were we when we were called? Before I formed you, I knew you, and I set you apart. I appointed you. So the answer to the question class is this. What were you when you were called? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. You were nothing. So, so, so having to go through the list of do's and don'ts, we feel like we got to do something to impress God. If, if, if I ch- change my prayer life from five minutes to 30 minutes a day, that's between you and God. There is no, there is no, no book that says you got to do it this way, and, and if you do it this way, then you'll get God's attention. If, if the enemy can keep you focused on a list of do's and don'ts, he's got you contained. So that's, sometimes, that's, the best, that's the best thing for him. It's the easiest thing. It's just to keep you contained. Because, again, he's very focused on what you're supposed to be doing in your lack thereof. He's focused more on what you're supposed to be doing than we are. And, church, that's a problem. Think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise. Uh-uh. Stupid. By human standards, not by, not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of this world to shame 
the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and, and the despised things. One of my, one of my, he's my spiritual daddy and he don't even know it. And I probably will never have the chance to meet him even though I've paid money every single year with the exception of the past two to fly to Houston, Texas to be a part of a deeper level worship conference because I recognize the anointing on someone's life and I want that. Israel Holton, we do a lot of his music, tells the story in his, in his testimony that his mama was white and his daddy was black. And because of that situation, the parents were advised to, have an, to, give, to abort Israel before he was born. But God chose that baby before he was ever formed, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of conception and where it took place. God chose, formed, and made it happen with a plan and a purpose. Had, had they aborted some of the greatest songs ever written, not in a hymn book, I am a friend of God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We would have never sung those in any churches. See, God saw before it was. Why are we like those people that were saying abort, 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 abort? Why are we so focused on hiding so that we look right? Uh, let me communicate this right. Stop focusing on what's wrong with you. I'm closing. Don't miss this. Don't focus on what's, what's wrong with you and, 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 and try to hide it because God wants to use that very thing to change the world. White woman, brother, hook up, have a mixed baby. He's changing the world. So why do we want to hide things from the church because it's not what, the, what we teach and that, that don't work that way and that's not how it was supposed to happen, but God wants to use that circumstance to change lives. So God, what God is saying, if you don't get anything else today, God wants to use what's wrong with you to glorify Him. God wants to use all the stupid decisions I made when I left Chiefland. He wants to use those things because I believe that I minister most in my most vulnerable moments that you can connect with. Let me just give you these points real quick. And I'm done. You're awkward. You're awkward. Well, that didn't sound real encouraging. Didn't read that in Joel Olstein's book. You're awkward. But listen, your awkwardness makes you perfect for the part that you're to play. So own it. What are you talking about? I'm talking about those things you want to hide that, that don't nobody need to know. The church, don't, don't let the pastor find out that I was just there last night. Let somebody know where you were last night. And let them now know that Jesus is the Lord of your life. And then they'll see there was a change from where you were to where you are now and where you're going to be tomorrow. The very thing that you want to hide is the very thing that God wants to use. So point number one, flipping the script starts with getting over you. 
Get over yourself. I don't believe in just preaching a message. Everybody's going to go, well, that was a good word. I want to preach something that's going to challenge you, stir you up, and cause you to want to run. And come back, but run for him. Get over yourself. Point number two, flipping the script starts with sacrificing. How do I flip the script? You're going to have to sacrifice because flipping the script means you're going to have to go in the other direction against the, against the stream. It's real easy just to let it float around and go back with everybody else. Flipping the script starts with sacrificing. And, and last, number three, in order to flip the script, we must go ahead and get the yes out of the way. Get the yes out of the way. I learned this a long time ago. Early on in our marriage, almost 11 years ago, I remember waking up one morning and I said, baby, I'm sorry. Well, that had to put the brakes on stuff. We say, I'm sorry. Wait, what'd you do? Nothing. I didn't do anything yet. But as you will find out over the course of our lives together, I'm probably going to do something stupid, something that's going to hurt. So I want to go ahead and get the I'm sorry out of the way. And God said, just like me. Why don't you just go ahead and get the yes out of the way? So when you wake up, instead of it being awkward, and we having to struggle through, I want you to go talk to this lady in Walmart, or there's somebody behind you in Dunkin' Donuts, just go ahead and just pay for their meal. You don't have to say who did it. Just coffee or whatever they got. So in order for that to happen, there's no struggle, just go ahead and get the yes out of the way and recognize that something in that day Somebody that I'm cutting hair, somebody that I'm selling insurance with, somebody that I'm doing life with, somebody that God just lets walk in the place where I work. Just go ahead and get the yes out of the way so when they walk in and go, okay, is that them? Is that the person? Is that the family member that I only see once a year at Christmas that I can't stand because they always buy me a tacky sweater? <laughs> they, always, they always try to stir up drama in the family, so we try to avoid them. Stop avoiding the very thing that God wants to use you to bring change. God doesn't call those who are able. Somebody say, I'm not able. No, <laughs> I was trying to say, someone's probably saying, I'm not able, because you are. So don't, that's the, it's, take that back. <laughs> Somebody saying, I'm not able. That's because you're looking at other stuff. We're not looking that direction anymore. We're not looking in the rearview mirror. God doesn't call those who are able. He only calls those who are available. I'm telling you, big stuff is coming to Chiefland, and he has chosen. It doesn't make Forward Church any better than anybody else. So don't ever, don't ever through, my, through my excitement, don't ever mistake that for he's trying to show up. Now I'm trying to lift up. We can hook up with others if they want to, but we won't let others hold us back from where we're supposed to be. If you're available, will you stand? Somebody say, what am I available for? Well, I've already laid it out there. I've already laid it out there. I'm available because I'm recognizing, and, and, and today you're going to have to make a decision. Will I go back or will I not return? Will I return or not return? That is the question. Some of you already made up your mind as soon as I hit the first song. This ain't for me. I ain't coming back. That's why I just tried to make it real so you saw we're not crazy. Crazy in love with Jesus. And I won't, and I, and I won't apologize for that. 
If you, cut, if you can cut a rug in a club, you can cut a rug in the church. David was a man after God's own heart. He got so crazy in love, he stripped naked. Now, it'd have to be God for this worship leader to break it down like that. And the church said, amen. I'm serious. I just, I'm not trying to prolong. I want, I want to savor this moment so you understand. God wants to use you to alter. Alter. How do you alter? You cut stuff away and you put something back in its place. God wants to use you to alter history. In Chiefland, Bronson, Trenton, Newberry, Cross City, Fanning Springs. If I didn't name your city, you put it in the blank. God wants to use you to alter history. I'm just telling you, Chiefland, Florida is going to be put on the map. And it's not even about Chiefland. It's about Jesus. And I just want to be slap dab in the middle of it all. So we moved our family five hours, made sacrifices. What are you willing to do? Don't answer that. That's between you and God, but he prompted that right then. What are you willing to do? Don't get nervous because we've already taken the offering. But for some, but for some, he's blessed you so that the ministry will never have to get to a place. And we're not hurting for money. God's not hurt. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing this out there. We as a ministry never want to get to a place where we say, we want to do da-da-da-da-da-da, but we can't because the money's not there. We never want to get to a place like that. That, that. That's just where I'm at. Never want to get to a place where we can't, we can't go head-to-head with where the world's at and what the world's having to offer. We want to always be at a place where, we, where God, God is greater and God is stronger and God is higher than any other. And if the club's got light, smoke, and all that, that doesn't create the presence of God. But it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an atmosphere that people uh, respond to. It's an atmosphere with, with big screens and, and things. And, and it, that, I'm not going to know everybody anymore. Is that okay with you? I hope it is. That just means get outside your comfort zone. Because there's people that, that God wants you to, to come in contact with who you're with right now. But there's going to be a whole slew of people that you don't even know that he wants to know. Will you say yes to, to me in the morning so that you can respond to those that I send your way? I'm done. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.